October 16th, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and by Christ Jesus our hope. It is written to Timothy, my true child in the faith. May God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those who were teaching wrong doctrine. Don't let people waste time and endless speculation over myths and spiritual pedigrees. For these things only cause arguments. They don't help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all the Christians there would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and sincere faith. But some teachers have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time arguing and talking foolishness. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they seem so confident. We know these laws are good when they are used as God intended, but they were not made for people who do what is right. They are for people who are disobedient and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who murder their father or mother or other people. These laws are for people who are sexually immoral, or homosexuals and slave traders, or liars and oath-breakers, and for those who do anything else that contradicts the right teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. How thankful I am to Christ Jesus our Lord for considering me trustworthy and appointing me to serve Him, even though I used to scoff at the name of Christ. I hunted down His people, harming them in every way I could. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how kind and gracious the Lord was! He filled me completely with faith and the love of Christ Jesus. This is a true saying and everyone should believe it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I was the worst of them all. But that is why God had mercy on me, so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of His great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in Him and receive eternal life. Glory and honor to God forever and ever! He is the Eternal King, the Unseen One who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they give you the confidence to fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling tightly to your faith in Christ, and always keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Hymenaeus and Alexander are two examples of this. I turned them over to Satan, so they would learn not to blaspheme God. Hello, brothers of the refuge. I've been asked uh, this morning to share some things that I've done to get me through phase one and also now. 
the main thing is to give my first fruits to the Lord every morning and give him the wheel. When I do this, my day tends to go a lot smoother. I am more willing to have compassion and forgiveness for the brothers around me. And another thing is to remember that I can restart my day at any time by simply praying. We have a choice, but too often than not, we trick ourselves into believing that if our day has been going bad or our week has been going bad, or if we have just been stuck in a negative mindset or there is negativity going on around us, that there's nothing that we can do to change it. We're wrong. We must remember we can always stop, pray, regroup, and start over. We no longer have to live our lives in default mode, programmed to accept less than what we have been promised in the Bible. He promises to renew our minds, give us a new life, grounded in faith, hope, and love. I was reminded by a good friend and trusted authority last week when things got tough and my old ways of thinking tried to sneak back in. He reminded me of the scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. It reads, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of the Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So we no longer have to carry the burden of our pride and feel as though being weak is a bad thing. Pride for most of my life has kept me in a negative self-defeating mindset and time after time in life I allowed it to rule me and keep my life in a revolving door of insanity. The one thing that is helping the most this time around is knowing that the answer to my problems, the comfort in my time of need, is literally sitting to my right and my left and has also been put into an authority in my life. We have each other. We have the coordinators, we have our pastors and our directors. This place we call the refuge has not just been thrown together by coincidence. It has been built over the years based on foundational truths from the Bible. We are called to carry our brothers burdens and lift them up and edify them in their times of need. And when we need need it, we share our burdens so that they can do the same for us. We need to build strong relationships with our brothers in phase one and lean on the coordinators who have been put in authority over us. We put faith in God that he has us right where we need to be and be weak and share our struggles with one another so that we may be strong and carry one another in our times of need. Hold fast to the process we are going through. Let go of our pride and share the hard stuff. When we share our problems and burdens that we have, it takes the power over, over, over us away. It's no longer hidden in the darkness of my mind, but brought to the light, rendering it powerless over me. Too many times over the last three and a half years, I have worn the mask of having it all together and not shared the things going on with me, and the enemy used it to walk me out the door three times. We don't have to do it on our own anymore. We can share our weaknesses. We can get through this together. We are never alone. One last scripture that helps me remember this, that we are in it together, is Proverbs 15:22. Without counsel, plans fail but with many advisors, they succeed. I am thankful for the opportunity to have been able to share this with you. What has helped me and what will continue to help me get through. 
It's a blessing to be going through this refining process with all of you. If we lean on and care for one another now, we will be able to lean on and care for one another in the future and be able to live this out together for the rest of our lives. I love you all and would like to leave you with this prayer. Abba, help us all to love one another more. Help us be our brother's watchman. Fill us with your spirit. Bring us to a place where our inward eye rests solely on you. When it gets tough, remind us of the gifts you have given us that are our brothers. We, we thank you. We give all glory to you, Abba. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.